0: Welcome to the Vocal freedom podcast I'm your host Lee Martin Thomas join me and my guest speakers as they discuss the journey they've had with their own voice as well as light bulb moments stories and personal wisdoms Vocal freedom is a bi-weekly podcast raising awareness about vocal health and well-being from members of the voice community. I'll be speaking with professional singers actors choir directors voice teachers, voice disorder experts, singing voice specialists, touring singers and other experts. This week my guest is the lovely Liz Gamble, a complimentary therapist working holistically. She provides a mix of talking and holistic therapies such as Reiki, Indian head massage, Crystal therapy, meditation, and all forms of massage. I'm really interested to speak with Liz about the work that she does in helping people and particularly at difficult times in their lives when they may have problems that are quite serious. And I just thought she'd be a really interesting person to speak to. I've known Liz for many years. I've um, been working with her daughter, Molly, for seven or eight years now. And I was, yeah, very interested to learn about the work that she does helping people. And she was kind enough to assist me a few years ago when I was completing some training and I needed some volunteers for me to work with to demonstrate my teaching skills. And she did sit, at, sit in on many of these sessions and uh, became, a, you know, a nice friend. She's a lovely, lovely lady. I'm very grateful for her time today. I hope you enjoy listening. So welcome to the show lovely Liz Gamble. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really thrilled to have you here as uh, a guest who is a complimentary therapist so not necessarily a practitioner of voice but you do work with people and you must notice a difference uh, when you when you're giving treatments particularly with the way their bodies are are behaving. Yeah so um, you know tell me a bit more first about your work.
1: So my work, um, I started um, probably about five or six years ago um, with Reiki. Um, when my mother passed away, um, I sort of felt that I needed some other sort of outlet to help me. I suppose with the grief, um, I've I've never found it very easy to talk about my feelings, and um, Reiki seemed like a really um, good way to go and actually maybe connect with myself but also feel like I was maybe connecting with other energies that were going to help me with that healing. Um, So from the Reiki, I then started to um, become a bit of a magnet for people advertising other therapy courses. So I built on that and then went into things like Indian head massage, um, crystal therapies, meditation all things that I could do without having to do a big sort of anatomy or physiology qualification. Um, I started um, my own practice and I also work at the local hospice, helping people with end of life, but also people who are seeing their partners and loved ones going through um, sort of um, end of end of life of their, their partners and things. And, um sort of at that point realized that as well as the holistic therapy, some people needed some proper massage as well, that that, that tension was not just sort of in, if you like, the chakras and in your mind, but, but also sort of quite quite a physical tension. So I then went and did my anatomy and <laughs> physiology. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm now practicing Swedish massage and, and, and other massage techniques as well so um, yeah and and my idea is I'm also um, a counselor so I'm also combining talking therapies with holistic therapies because I kind of think we need both
0: yes yeah that makes complete sense to me and um, I mean the holistic therapies I've dabbled in I think we had a conversation last week didn't we about my experience with kinesiology Um, And I'll talk about that on another podcast. It's fine. But um, yeah, I mean, I do think it's really valuable what you're doing because, yes, um, people can come in with I've got an ache or a pain or something and you deal with one thing. But that's not really the the root of the issue, is it?
1: No, it's not. And, And what I find really interesting is I used to offer hour sessions. I don't anymore because quite often an hour isn't enough, mm. some people, but mainly it's an hour and a half because what you find is that there's some talking at the beginning. There can be some emotion part the way through. Then there's the relaxation and the release. And then after that, people wanting to talk maybe about what they've experienced or felt, um, especially if it's something that they found really encouraging. Mm. Um, And so it's a bit of a pick and mix, really. So, you know, I always say to people, just book the time slots. Yes. And then on the day, you decide what it is is you want, uh, honestly. Um, Not because we're dishonest, but because of the knockbacks and, and maybe things that we've said in the past that people haven't considered seriously or not. And as a child, you know, if whatever I would say... I could guarantee you my parents would have the exact opposite opinion to, to the point, not, not in a nasty way, but but over the years, um, you start to think, oh, um, well, maybe I'll just keep it quiet. Maybe I won't say it. It's, it's a little bit easier. Um, and it's a strategy. And, and as a child, maybe it works. But as an adult, it, it doesn't work. So. I suppose my journey has been to find my voice. Um, I do with my Reiki some drumming and when I'm drumming I do affirmations and quite often those will be around you know give me the confidence to speak my mind, um, give me the courage to, to speak my mind um, and certainly when you're doing a counselling qualification of any kind um, they're definitely not going to let you sit in front of somebody unless you've um you know managed to have some congruence and 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 some empathy to yourself and understand your your voice and 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 how you can use it for good really and it's um you'd think as you get older you'd get braver and you'd think oh heck you know so what I'm just going to say it and you sort of dream I dream about being one of those elderly ladies in Sainsbury's who just (laughs) completely speak their mind and don't care who they upset but um (laughs) but I'm still on that journey um and I suppose I suppose for me it's linked a bit with that people pleasing wanting Mm. people to like you wanting to you know at any cost to to not cause confrontation Um, Yeah. So that's my journey is 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 about unblocking that and getting balance, um, so that yeah um, I can um, I can speak calmly, I can speak rationally, I can speak truthfully, um, but I can do
0: it in a considered and measured way. That's wonderful. That's really lovely. Is there anything that you'd wish you'd learned sooner? I wish I'd learned growing up that. Um,
1: it's okay it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to be brave because I grew up in a household where it wasn't really very good to make mistakes and you could always do better and and one of the the meditations I use is about being enough I am enough Mm. that's what I wish and I continue to work at is that I am enough that actually um yeah, what I give and, and what I take and, and how I exist in on this planet is, is good enough. Yeah. So I suppose yeah. that's always the thing. And it's one of the hardest things for people to say, I, I try and get people to say it.
0: Yes. Um, yeah.
1: And it's quite a hard one. <laughs> yes,
0: it is, isn't it? And it's interesting. I think if you speak to, um, you know, to younger people, you um, and obviously, you know, as pa- we're both parents, and I, lo- yes. I know I've worked with your daughter Molly for many years now, and she's <laughs> wonderful. I love working with Molly. Um, it's like with young people, I'd always try to instill in them, especially working with voices, that we learn through our mistakes. It's almost like there's—I actually say there's no mistakes. There's only lessons, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. the, it's the way that you know you you do need to experiment and try and and try out different shapes to often find the one that's the, that's going to help you get through that part of the song. And of course that does mean opening yourself up and being mm-hmm. vulnerable because it's not necessarily going to go perfectly the first time you try something new. So with voice, I'm very tentative and careful with obviously younger children that to let them see that it's something they can be playful with, that mm. they can play with their voice and they can make silly sounds and they can access, um, you know voices that they may not use in their day-to-day life and that becomes more familiar and then they learn to let that be part of their expression and then they free things up but it's um you know it it varies child to child especially in the teenage years you know when when girls especially get to somewhere between 13 and 15 and I don't think it matters that, that it does make a difference but no matter what sort of household they come from it's very normal to go through that sort of period of of um, being more Mm self-conscious and more worried about what your peers are going to think about your singing or your performance. Um, And you could have the most brilliant, supportive network of families saying, you can do it, you're brilliant. Um, And then you could have another family who maybe they don't take as much notice, but the kid's still going to go through that development stage.
1: Yeah, and there's a really, I, I don't know if it's if it's Buddhist or not, but th- th- there is this, this sort of very ancient school of thought that your mouth is there to protect you. Oh, wow. So the reason why perhaps you see pre-COVID a lot of um, Asians covering their mouths and things is that that mouth is there to protect you from disease and catching infection, but it's also there to protect you from speaking something that could get you into trouble so there's this this whole sort of um and 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 that your your throat is is the connection between your body and your mind so it needs to be protected um so if you even if that's a very subconscious thing it's about at that age understanding that they maybe want to just protect themselves a little bit Mm. and by doing that you hold back and you know you don't stand on top of a mountain and scream and you don't sing uh, with abandonment because there is that sort of thought that subconsciously your mouth and your throat is there to protect all of the other organs and and all of your body and it has a job to do Mm. um, and it it can get it can get quite um, congested with energies and all sorts of things if it can't be properly cleaned out every now and then
0: yeah that's really interesting have you ever worked um with you don't have to obviously talk about a specific case or anything but have you ever worked with someone where there's been difficulty around throat chakra then and and that's led to any particular story you might want to share yeah lots to be
1: honest Mm. I think probably it's that the solar plexus which is where your sort of anxiety is and your throat tend to be the ones that just about everybody will, will have some blockage in. I think particularly at the hospice, um, I do a lot of Reiki at the hospice um, and people will come in really upset and saying they're not going to be able to manage it, that they're full of tears. And you do the Reiki and, you know, you don't make all their troubles go away, but they can speak, you know, and they can talk and they'll say they feel calmer. Um, and and then ready to go back and, and maybe have different conversations. So I think probably the hospice is where I see these at, at its most rawest level. But, you know, I had a lady in her 70s came for a, in, a Thai foot massage. So you'd think that was quite easy. So you do a bit of exfoliation, you do the foot. So it's a little bit different from reflexology because you're massaging and you're clearing energy lines all the way up to the knee. And when she finished, I said, Oh, how was that? And she just burst out crying and and just talked about when she was a little girl and how her mum had treated her. And I had another lady who had been abused by her dad, and she'd never told anyone, but she chose that moment, Mm. which is quite where the counselling training comes in, quite handy. But yeah, Yeah. it, it will. I think I've said to you before, I think we store trauma and sadness and, and happiness in our body as well as in our mind and through you know you you can go to loads and loads of counseling sessions and talk and talk and talk but sometimes it just takes some reiki or some crystal therapy or something just to release that energy yes and and and, and work with it then um yeah you know yoga some of the the yoga sort of cat cow and things which are used to really stretch out the neck and do yoga around the neck and shoulders and throat again all about trying to release the tension and release the energy and yeah and and most people cry and most people will leave going i'm crying because i'm happy don't worry about me Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes okay. <laughs> it's good isn't it? But you know even in the way that um the way that the human body does cry it is a release isn't it? It's that release of that energy and that tension and and it's we need to do that sometimes. I mean we, like yeah. when people don't allow themselves to cry
1: and and, and oh. they're proud that they don't cry but it's just an energy it's mm. just another way of of releasing um you know and and the more you sort all this stuff out The better your lymphatic system works, the better your immune system works. So, you know, your body functions better, you know, with the meditation and stuff, breathing, breathing is meditation. All of that stuff Mm. gets the body working properly and then you can reach as high as you want, I guess.
0: Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. So, what have you found? Um, I mean, and this may be an odd question because I know you're not a voice practitioner, but um, <laughs> what do you find more, most valuable in in taking care of your voice?
1: So, when you're talking a lot, which I can do anyway, I don't need to be in a, a talking session for that, and you're doing that day day in day out, your voice can get quite quite dry, and and you can you can strain it if if you're not careful. So, I suppose it's about being aware. Mm-hmm. so really sort of focusing in on how you're feeling i take elderberry um syrup now which um somebody said to me is one of one of the greatest things apparently on the planet so i take that and that it's just like a spoonful every day but that sort of seems to really help with my immune system um yeah just drink loads of water and breathing breathe if you breathe properly mm. um that really can sort of open everything up, and um, and I have my crystals. I've got some sapphires and as you write, and which so, so most for most people, the, the voice chakra is blue. If, if you were feeling me working on your 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 sort of throat chakra, you, you'd see blue. So, blue crystals, um, are lovely to have, and when the moon is shining, put them on the windowsill and get them charged up with energy. Oh, um, wow. But I guess I just love what I do and, and I I exist in a room, even at the hospice, that just smells of lavender, lemongrass, oh. peppermint, you name it. I've got little candles and chimes and it's just a lovely space mm. um, to work in. So you never, yeah, drink water, breathe, have my crystals, but... I'm quite relaxed a lot of the time.
0: <laughs> and your, your your voice sounds um you know, soothing, and I do love that when I speak to people that are in counseling and it's I'm sure that you're not all taken to a side room somewhere <laughs> and sort of talk. This is no. how do you know? Um, but there's <laughs> but there's just something in the um the calmness um, which is very reassuring, especially if you know if someone's coming to see you for a treatment. You know, yeah. you, you wouldn't want to be someone who's really flighty and, and you know, and sort of tense. You 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 ooze this sense of yeah. you know, mother nature, and it's it's wonderful to see and hear.
1: Yeah, and that's whereas with beauty, it's and 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 as valuable as that is, that's much more about sort of putting treatments on and wiping them off. This is much more around massaging and connecting with the whole body holistically. So even if I did a facial for you, you're working on the whole body. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's that's I think why it's a much more intense therapeutic experience.
0: What does your voice mean to you? Oh, uh, what does
1: my voice? Um, I suppose everything really. It, it's the way that you communicate. It's a way of showing people that you're listening, that you're understanding them. Um, in 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 work you know it's my my voice is there to help people and to give give them a feeling of um safety that they can you know that they can talk to me um but it also allows me much more to express my needs now and to talk about what I want um you know and and to stand up for things um, Mm. So, um, yeah, it used to be, um, I use it less now to argue, <laughs> <laughs> um, especially with my daughter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it, it, it it's an extension of me, isn't it? It's my yes. way of um, being able to express myself.
0: What voices inspire you? And who could you never tire of listening to? So it's more of a music question. Music, okay. So the first one was... What voices inspire uh, you?
1: So, so certain singers always inspire me, but they change quite often. But um, I suppose if I had to pick the musician that inspired me the most probably was... Bob Marley, I think, growing up. Yeah. I felt like he was a singer and a poet, and Bob Dylan. Those people's lyrics that you could really, really identify with. Um, Who could I never tire from listening to? So probably... Dolly Parton, probably yeah. Elvis, probably singers that remind me of my mum because they connect me back Yes. memories. And rather randomly at the moment, 21 Pilots, which <laughs> <laughs> I went to see with Molly. And, but again, another poet, you know, you yeah. just listen to his words. Um, mm. Yeah, as singers, as, as people talking, um, yeah, I suppose, I suppose it would have to be, you know, when you listen to people like Martin Luther King or um, John Lennon or, you know, it, it seems to be that I'd go back back in time to find them than,
0: than yeah. rather now. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And I think um, what I would, you know, may suggest that those, um, those you know, great men ha- have in common is seemingly um, a bit more than just surface. You know, you could tell that they had a, uh, and more of a connection more of a perhaps a spiritual or universal connection within their yeah. own selves maybe yeah. I don't know ma- much about the background of Martin Luther King but I think his may have been more religious in yeah. background yeah. whereas yeah. John Lennon certainly seemed to go through a period of spiritual awakening yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah it would make sense that those voices resonate with you and, and most people with an Irish accent, for some reason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> from
1: a very early age, I was drawn. <laughs> Excellent.
0: Oh, I wonder if you've got any Irish
1: heritage. No, like, no, no, no. Well, oh, who knows? Probably yeah. somewhere way back, but yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it can be. But but then there's Northern Irish and Southern Irish. So I don't know if you've got a preference. Probably Southern Irish. Southern Irish, yeah. <laughs> a bit that's bit sort softer. of bit softer. Brilliant. So, is there anything coming up for you, Liz, and, and, and that you could tell our listeners about about how they could come and see you for some treatments and things? I know that we can't do much while we're in lockdown, um, but it'd be lovely to hear about what you offer. And uh... yeah,
1: so, so I'm thinking of well, I'm going to um, do some meditation um, and put them online. Um, I'm on Facebook and and on on Instagram. Um, I've been doing a few card readings online, which I haven't done for a while but um I've got some different nature cards and things so for some some people I've been pulling a few cards and been doing some some readings for them um Reiki I do um a Reiki share every Sunday night at seven and every Wednesday evening at seven because Reiki is something you can do distantly ah. we're, you know, we're existing in this this um universal. Uh, world of light and healing and I can um, use um, the um, attunements that I've got to send that Reiki anywhere you don't have to be in the room so you can you know, we, I send it generally, but you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, and if you want to give me your name or you or a, a pet or a friend or anyone that's going through anything, I'll just add you into my book. And then um, all you need to do at seven o'clock is just chill, relax, and sit sit somewhere comfy. <laughs> and hopefully, after about half an hour, you'll you'll feel you'll feel that sort of uh, that
0: peace. Oh that's lovely Liz and what yes. sort of what sort of um people are you finding coming forward for this new you know this online style of treatment
1: so um yeah quite a lot quite a lot um mainly i think it i think especially now people, whether whether we put on a brave face or not it's a very anxious time for people mm. um i think that um we had huge issues with our mental health before this. I think that is only going to increase. So meditation allows people um, who want to just take a bit of time out and have someone guide them through it. Because meditation, if it's not guided, can be quite hard. And you can sort of Find yourself with lots of thoughts coming in where if it's guided, I'm there saying, like now you mm. <laughs> and now we're walking down the path, now <laughs> yeah. we're opening the door. Can you smell the flowers? Um so um yeah, and I think um I, I think that's really helping people have something to, you know, that they know that they can just go to when they want mm. uh, and, and just do it. But we're we're not we're not great at it and, and we're not great at looking after our energies and 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 things anyway we we consider it to be a luxury if we lived in India we'd be massaging each other every day and doing meditation every day and 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 breathing deeply every day and somehow in this country we feel it's a luxury or something we don't deserve Mm. Um, as, a, as opposed to something essential and I think you can be the most amazing singer in the world or poet or actor or just school teacher if you get congested and you don't look after yourself um, eventually you'll find your voice will be compromised
0: mm, definitely I see this you you can you can tell a lot about a person when you um, when they first walk in the room you know, and obviously, if you're attuned to it through therapy, or if you're attuned to it as a as, as a voice specialist, um, you know usually there's this sort of mental evaluation that happens in the first few moments of what you may feel that person's um, needs to let go of. Mm. Um, so, you know, I do, you know, strangely, I do access um, breathing for meditation as part of my work, even though we're doing breathing for singing. Yes. If if the person in front of me has, you can tell that they're having a really uh day um then I may sort of draw upon some of these more holistic therapies just pieces here and there I'm a bit of a magpie in terms yeah. of you know um where I take my knowledge from it's not all from the voice community but I like to learn about you know there's the more spiritual side of life as well it interests me as well so another
1: um another really good thing is to write mm. so set yourself aside two minutes just to purely write whatever's in your thoughts without any control or stopping or worrying about spelling and that's quite another it's another way um, of, of just sort of guess, feeling like you can express yourself freely and safely
0: I I only have one issue with that when I start writing it becomes a chapter it just, I literally blah, 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 it it won't stop so I have to I have to when I whenever I have tried to sit and diarize, um, anything I will go off on a million tangents Um, I'll get there eventually but honestly it becomes like I start writing a novel so I, I don't give myself that luxury very often but I am finding um, you know that even the production of this podcast is a way of me using my voice and, and letting everybody know this is the ethos behind my my teaching business but also it's that thing of just being allowing you allowing the world to see who you really are and not being scared of that
1: with mm, um, that being your authentic self Yeah, yeah.
0: When I was younger in, in my um, You know I, I came into teaching quite late really Because I was a a, a singer um, and an actor through my younger days And then I didn't start teaching till around about 2009 And then I realised quite quickly And I wasn't sort of full time then It was where people kept saying to me Oh could you give me some lessons and tips And it sort of st- started by people were seeing me in my band And saying can you help me and I go, no, no, I'm not a teacher, you know, no, no, it'd be silly. And I would, I kept doing that for a while. In the end, I said, well, all right, well, okay, let's see, because I had had training, and I thought I can pass on some of the training I've had and give them some guidance, and then they can go and see a proper teacher. And um, uh, and I found that, you know, I was I was sort of helping people because I was using, you know, work that I'd learned and passing it on, and it was working to some degree. But there there was a lot more I wanted to be able to do that I didn't know about yet you know so my journey of sort of starting to learn much more about the and physiology of voice started then and then I got a qualification a couple of years later in um, teaching contemporary voice um, where I'd done a, a project about working with children's voices so that I knew if I wanted to work with younger people that I would be safe and that I wouldn't be doing them any harm and that really sort of grew into um, the, the journey that I started with a still voice training was back in 2012 and that's the, the year I went no, I can do this as my job. It's okay. I'm, I'm safe. Uh, and it became my full-time job then. So, I mean, it's only really been eight years. I'm in my, going into my ninth year of business this month and now I've moved, you know, what was LMT singing school has now become Colchester Voice Academy. And the reason I've done that is because um, partly was, was to be able to expand, but also um, I don't only work with singers. And I think having singing school in the title um, wasn't always helping bring the right people to my door so I figured becoming a voice academy was more appropriate because I do work with spoken voice as well as singing voice and when people pick up the phone and ask me they realize that or if they read my old website they'd realize that but other people may just see the word singing and, and assume that's all we do here so the voice element is voice for singing voice for for actors voice for speakers. Um, and, and often I work with people like teachers and, 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 um, I've worked with a couple of priests actually who have, uh, have to deliver, um, Mm -hmm. you know, their sermon every week and sometimes, you know, a certain stage in their life, they might be going through some difficulties with their voice and they need some help to, to release that. So, Yeah, the work that you're doing really interests me and I would love to have my cards read. (laughs) So I'm booking as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm booking you (laughs) because I'd I'd really be interested. Well, I was into tarot when I was younger, actually. I I was for for several years. I was very into um, learning about tarot. I started reading tarot. I started going to spiritualist church meetings and and having um, medium sessions and all sorts. I was very into that when I was younger. And uh, and then astrology as well. I I was very into understanding how the <clears throat> stars line up, and yeah, not just yeah. your sun sign, but all of the other planets and everything. I got really into that and and charts at one point, and and then I became a mum, and you don't really have time anymore. So no, um, that's true. yeah, <laughs> it that got true. <laughs> it got put to the side a little bit, but uh, it's coming back into my life now. And my children are seventeen and nineteen now, so I'm um, I may dig them out again and and find try and find. I had this wonderful. Massive. It was the biggest book I'd ever been gifted. And it was the very first Christmas that Gethin and I spent together in 1995 And uh he bought me this huge, you know, book. I'm 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 modelling this. You won't see this on yeah. there, listeners, but I'm modeling a book that's got to be a good four inches thick. Um and it was all about um how to do your birth chart in astrology. That's astrology, isn't it? I'm gonna go, go Yeah. Yeah. And uh you it sort of made a difference on the accuracy of your chart if you were out by your birth minutes four mm. minutes either way so yes. yeah. <laughs> you know I remember ringing my mum and saying what time of day or night was I born and uh, she did tell me at the time and I've got it written down somewhere in a box somewhere but I've actually forgotten again now so yeah I'd love to uh look at that again <laughs> they're great and they're all just
1: ways i mean even tarot people can get a little bit nervous about tarot but it's just ways of looking at things and trying to understand the influences around you and you know what you might want to be slightly aware of but also what you might have out there to use or the 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 time is right type of things so um, yeah um all, all part of that sort of trying to get that um that balance I mean I think they say like that the massage table is where your mind body and soul all meet together and have a catch-up oh I um, love that <laughs> and I think it is a bit like that <laughs> yeah, yeah sort of like all parts of me come on pay attention gather yes. around <laughs> that's so <laughs> let, let, wonderful let, let's look after you as a, as a whole <laughs>
0: that is a wonderful insight actually because that's very much the whole um in fact (laughs) that's kind of freaked me out a little bit there is something on the website somewhere that says body mind and soul coming together literally (laughs) and I'm like oh my god you just need the massage yeah yeah (laughs) 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 it's really funny actually one of the things that hasn't that isn't happening obviously because of the lockdown but um I'm working from a, a new workstation in my um singing studio which I was um I'd, I'd already purchased and, and the it'd been it was in a flat pack box you know like out of the way and uh, my intention was singing exams were the 4th of April and the 5th of April was going to be the day we put the new desk together um which is replacing what used to be a little couch in my singing studio so I was like okay um, this is mainly because I've got so many bits of equipment and I need to be able to reach them this was the plan because I'm I would be using this for online teaching anyway The space where my old little desk that was in the corner used to be (laughs)
1: um,
0: is I'm planning it to be one of those really comfortable chairs that you can sit back on. And that has a thing that you pull out that you can let rest your feet on if you want to just to have somewhere in my house where you can sit and you can really sink into a chair, you know, (laughs) so we don't have any chairs in our front room now with our new sofas. We have two sofas and a sort of corner chaise thing. And there's not a you know this chair's brilliant this is my working chair and this has a thing you can sit, sit out on and I quite often meditate on this chair um because I can feel the support of it and I can let go. Yeah. That's as close as I'm going to get to a massage table I think. I mean, yeah <laughs> yes. we'll get you there. <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> but so uh, no it's it's really really lovely to um to get more of an insight into how you work and help people. Um, and that's really you know that's kind of it really I don't think I need to keep going but you know I'm just thinking if there's anything else that you may feel that you'd like to share no I, I think just to say say to anyone whatever
1: you're doing just connect with yourself doesn't have to be always in a in a big expensive spa somewhere it can just be sitting on the grass or it's You know, like you say, in a comfy chair, doing some breathing. Um, Don't don't think of it as a treat. Think of it as part of your. um, Yeah,
0: part of your um,
1: daily. Yes. um, Sort of living requirements. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yes. I I think the the American teachers I work with call it their practice. And um, (laughs) I've been a bit more um, aware of that recently, working with some of these teachers that parts of my day are non-negotiable and are part of my practice now and and part of that is a bit of meditation as much every day I try to get at least 15-20 minutes time and since I've been doing that um, yes even though there is more heightened anxiety generally since all this COVID-19 stuff started if you do take that little bit of time out for yourself you can calm yourself down can't you you can, you can, and you'd only be spending that 15 20 minutes worrying or
1: being anxious, so exactly. you may as well <laughs> yeah. try and put it to to some, some different sort of use.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Liz. So, I if people want you. to find you on Facebook, where do they need to go? So it's within therapies, within and therapies, Instagram as well. Yeah, on Instagram and Facebook. Fantastic. Thank you for joining me on the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll move into your day with a bit more vocal freedom, feeling that you can express using your voice and let the world hear what you have to say. Visit colchestervoiceacademy.com forward slash podcast. Sign up to be kept informed as new episodes are published and consider joining our online community. Membership to this will allow you to post questions to our guests, link you to show notes, social media links and entitle you to exclusive offers from our guests. See you next time.